You're listening to the Ambition Incubator podcast, and I'm your host, Deirdre Morrison. Creativity is something that we all need, use, and indeed have in spades, but we don't always appreciate it or know how to encourage it. In this occasional series of conversations, I'm talking to creative professionals, people who get paid to provide creativity on tap, and people who've been able to remain creatively successful over the course of their careers. We'll talk about the highs and lows of this kind of work, try to disentangle their secrets for success, and find out whether Steve Jobs was right when he said that real artists ship. Today, I'm talking to Claire Gallagher, a creative who uses her skills to help service providers reach their clients and get over some of the obstacles they might experience on the way. Claire is also the co-host of the Grow Out Loud podcast. And today, this title seems very appropriate as we're diving into the paradox of visibility in the early days of starting a business with some reframes for thinking about it that can dispel the fear that it generates. We'll also look at questions that relate to Claire's status as a creative professional, including what it's like to churn out ideas for people week after week, and intriguingly, how to manage when you just have too many of them. So, Claire, thank you for joining me today. And one of the things that we have been looking at in our own separate tracks, and we're now going to bring them together today, is this really sticky issue of visibility for people. So just, I'm I'm going to throw something at you and come, come back and tell me what you think and what you're seeing from your side of it as well. So what I see is this kind of paradox for people about visibility, because they start in, um, you know, they, they've set up their new business, they're moving towards great success and all the rest of it. They know their stuff, but somehow there is this idea that visibility is very dangerous because you might get it wrong. You aren't practiced enough. You don't have the I don't know, the presence or you don't have the skills to do it. And it might, uh, I guess, damage your credibility to go out there and do it. So the thing about this is obviously that, you know, at the start, the only person listening to you is probably your mother or your best friend. So it really doesn't matter if you get it wrong. And it, it seems to me that, you know, people need to kind of reframe this idea of visibility and absolutely suck it up when there's nobody watching and use that as the, as the time to, to practice and to get, get it right. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I see this again and again with people. Now I work with a lot of people who work solo, like they're so they're totally mm. on their own. They're trying to show up and they're just sitting there trying to gather up their courage to do a video, do a live, or even mm-hmm. hit publish on a post or, or a blog. It's that thing of we want to show up, we want to look like the expert, we want to, we don't want to look like a fool. Mm-hmm. Um, because social media is so everybody's on there and they potentially everyone from your next door neighbor to your ex-boss mm-hmm. can see it. So we're really afraid of that judgment. Yeah. Um, that, that's, that, that would have been a big thing for me personally, like the judgment of a perceived judgment of others. Mm-hmm. But I've, I have so many ideas here. They're all trying to burst out of my mouth <laughs> at once. So I love what you say about, um, they're afraid of getting it wrong, but in fact, it's by getting it wrong that you yeah. that you get it right ultimately. And you know, there's the quote from the LinkedIn guy. He says, "If you if you're not embarrassed by your first launch, you waited too long, or you tried <laughs> to get everything perfect." Because yeah. it's it's that 
it's that scrappy thing of like, just get it out there because there's no way you can know how it's going to go. Something that I I work on with uh, my clients, I help them with their strategy, um, is that mindset behind visibility. And Mm. it's instead of thinking that everybody's out there ready to judge you and immediately going to condemn you and the trolls and the haters, because Mm. that does happen online. But until you have a big audience, it's it's mostly likely that everybody who sees your content is wishing you well. Everybody who experiences this, they're either maybe confused by it, like, oh, what's Claire doing now? Um, (laughs) Or because I did a lot of silly stuff online before I before before I found my groove. But most people are going to go, look at her going for it. Look, at she's showing up. She's doing her thing. Mm -hmm. And the haters are always going to hate no matter what you do. So you might as well do your thing. If it's if it's something that's going to lead you to the success that you have envisioned for yourself, but showing up and making a fool of yourself. That's a real fear. That is a real fear for a lot of people. Actually, you know, there was a quote I came across earlier this morning. Let me see if I can find it here. It was was from Renee Brown, and she said that authenticity is the daily practice of letting go of who we think we're supposed to be and embracing who we are. Choosing authenticity means cultivating the courage to be imperfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's that's really true in this kind of instance, isn't it? That you just have to be brave, but also accept that what you know now is not everything. Nobody knows yep. everything. And what you're really doing is trying to present what you know to be to be true, to be true to you right now yep. in the hopes that that will reach somebody else who needs to hear it. Well, this is it. An imperfect. I love Brené Brown's take on creativity. I, I love how she speaks to it and the vulnerability and the shame sometimes as well. Um, but that word perfect, I sometimes when I, when I work with my clients, it's like perfect is like a swear word in my house. <laughs> there's, there's no way you're saying that to me and I'm not going to get offended because it's I mean, who defines perfect? Who mm. decides what is perfect or not? You can spend a long time really yeah. polishing a piece of content or a course or a service. And as soon as you get it out there, the public will very quickly decide whether it's something for them or not. And then they'll move on to the next thing. So trying to really polish something before mm. you get in any kind of interaction with people, you're really going to waste an awful lot of time. Yeah. So showing up imperfectly is something that I encourage people to do because if you're offering something of value to something else, that's as good as it needs to be. If you're authentically showing up and not just trying to copy somebody else's style, mm. people appreciate that as well. And I don't know about you, but my news feeds and inbox is full of fabulously imperfect people, like gorgeous mistakes, love hearing them fluff their lines, love hearing them talk about, oh, I made a mistake with this or I sent you the wrong link, that kind of thing. It's like, it reminds me that, you know, we're all just trying to get through this mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. perfection is a swear word in my house. So don't be going for it or you'll you'll have to put a coin in the jar. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, this is another, this, this perfection thing as well. Um, I think, you know, people try to find, and, and again, you'll probably come across this with, you know, people developing businesses and looking for communication strategy and stuff. You know, they try to find that um, cut and paste approach mm. to uh, the, the the emails and all the rest of it. And I don't know, but you know, if, you, if you're around the internet for long enough, you can spot these a mile away. It's like, yeah. 
I know that that was, you know, lifted from some million dollar formula for such and such. And it, it, you know, that's been fodder as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's so funny that you should say that because um, like I'm a coach, but I get coached. So I'm in the market for a new coach at the minute and I'm meeting a bunch of people. I've just chosen somebody today. But the other people who are offering and saying all the right things, I was on the sales calls and I could hear the template. Mm. These weren't their natural words that they were using mm-hmm. to sell to me. And I was like, spend a minute connecting with me and you're going to yeah. have more of a chance. Um, so in the sales calls, there's strategies and scripts that you can use. And they are very helpful. I use them myself, yeah. but there's no way I'm reading it off the page. I need to speak in my own words. Otherwise, I'll be sitting there blushing until my head explodes. But there's <laughs> yeah. there's also, um, there's a good side and a bad side to cut and paste. So templates are they can be your best friend but Mm. spending a moment devising how this is actually going to really connect with somebody rather than just churning out stuff for the sake of showing up Mm. taking a moment to say well what is the intention behind this and and how will it benefit somebody and am I just saying something that everybody else is saying but how am I saying it in a way that's really going to be of value to somebody else so templates can save you a lot of time they can be a, a starting point but always taking that moment to pause and say there's an intention here and it's it's a way of supporting people or inspiring people or even just entertaining people because that's that's okay too mm, mm. yeah and I think um that that word it's a beautiful word intentionality mm. And I, I think that this is so important, you know, if you're really just doing this because you think you need to be um, in someone's inbox every week and yep. you're just churning out stuff. I mean, again, that's been fodder as far as I'm concerned, yeah. because it is um, it's a, you're wasting my time. You're not actually saying anything important. You're just saying stuff. And then, you know, you've got th- this idea, I suppose, of if your intention is to be part of something bigger. Yes. Mm. You know, if, if you are actually trying to create connections or you're trying to bring someone an idea or a concept that they can then take and run with. Yeah. That's a whole different picture, isn't it? That's a whole different way of engaging. This is it. Like consistency isn't about an email arriving at 10 a.m. every Monday morning. Consistently, it, Consistency is about speaking to the same transformation that you can help people with. So I help service-based businesses. So it's mostly services that I talk to. And generally that comes down to a specific kind of transformation. I'm helping people to achieve X, Y, Z. And consistency is showing up with the same tone so that people are getting to know you, speaking to the same problem and offering guidance, support, tips or insights. That's consistency, not the kind of the the timetable of things Mm. and if it comes to it that like I have nothing valuable to say this week because I don't have it in me to 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 create this thing this week I think people aren't going to notice like Claire's 10 a.m email hasn't arrived how (laughs) dare she not (laughs) you know it's like I signed up for that (laughs) well (laughs) you might get it later than 10 (laughs) a.m but I think consistency is about really always you know people getting to know you for your kind of style and the thing that you speak about. And I think Mm. they'll forgive you a missed email or a missed post here and there. But it's like, it really is that, it's that thing of, 
well, why am I doing this? And who, who am I really trying to help with this, mm. with this stuff? So we're talking a lot about content here because that's, a, that's the key to the visibility. It's like anything that you're mm. creating, it really does have to align back to yeah. what's the best way for you to be showing up and what's yeah. the best way for them to encounter that. And again, that that bigger picture, I mean, this I think is uh, what I meant to say a minute ago. You know, I, I have spoken to so many people who are absolutely terrified of visibility. Mm. I mean, you know, they've been through a lot of stuff. They have, they they are in many ways quite vulnerable themselves about their own experiences. Mm. Um, but as soon as they change to looking at that other person who is in the position that they were in, as soon as they have that empathy of being able to connect with and being able to um, serve that person, then the fear of visibility just it vanishes. Yeah, it's miraculous. This I I, I could not. We're just going to spend this whole episode agreeing with each other. <laughs> I feel, but uh, it doesn't make for a lot of drama. But um, I'll disagree with you with something later on. Okay. But um, th- this is something. It like it's that little mindset thing because. Like talking about your brand, creating a content plan, deciding on the platforms that you're using, the strategy, the campaigns that you use to actually to have people find you. Planning it all out in paper is one thing, mm. but then pushing that button to publish your point of view for anybody in the world to see is, I mean, once the more you do it, the easier it gets, but the easy, it gets much easier when you realize it's not about you. It's absolutely mm. not about you. Generally, people don't care about you until you know, until they know you can help them. Mm. And as soon as you switch this up, it's like, oh, I feel a bit nervous today. It's like, that's your ego trying to keep you safe and that's fine. But it's not really about you. If you're, if you're helping other people to achieve something, you kind of owe it to them to show up. Otherwise, they're going to get sold to by somebody else. And if you are mm. somebody who is, you know, honestly trying to support people on the journey that you've been on, just take yourself out of the equation. It's like, if, if somebody was to see this today, it might, their, might make their week a little bit easier. Mm, yeah. Or like, a, depending on your, on your service. Yeah. Um, Claire, I'm going to switch tracks a little bit here because one of the other reasons that I really wanted to talk to you is because um, you have been, you, you've had a creative career, you have a creative career. And there are things that I really like to dig into about creativity because, you know, it's, it, for a lot of people, it's such a mysterious force. Um, and, you know, so many people have been diverted away from creativity because um, maybe they were told, oh, you know, you'll never make a living at it yeah. or any of these things. So I, I love to get into this because, you know, clearly it can happen. You're living proof <laughs> that it happens. Um, so tell us, how do you keep churning out the goods, Claire? How do you year after year, day after day, week after week, come up with stuff for your clients and keep yourself um, live edge, I guess, for for creativity? Well, I think any creative listening might nod along with this. It's like, it's not the lack of ideas that's the problem. It's the abundance of ideas (laughs) that's the problem. It's about taking one and actually bringing it to fruition, actually finishing the thing. Mm. That's the the real challenge. Because I think Anybody who would see themselves as a, as a creative person, whether they admit it out loud or not, the ideas just keep on coming because mm-hmm. we are, one, surrounded by inspiration. We have more information in front of our eyes in a day than 100 years ago people had maybe in their entire lives. So the kind of the inspiration and the influences are, are all there. 
But the the other part of that is like grab and hold one of them mm-hmm. that it has meaning for you and is a way to connect with somebody else and going all the way through to the end to bring yeah. it in front of people. That's the that's the real challenge. And that's something that I definitely struggle with in terms of content. Mm. I absolutely love creating content, but I might have 20 things on the go at any one time and I have to just put them in a drawer <laughs> to just go, okay, yeah. focus on this other one now. Yeah. Um, but in, in order to really keep a, keep a structure to it, I've worked, I know my brand. I am, I have embodied what my brand means and I know when something doesn't feel right, I can feel in my gut that it doesn't fit with Claire Creative. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't fit with the with the image that I want to present to the world. Even if I've been inspired by something in it and it's an interesting piece of content, I'll have to kind of really intentionally uh, notice, like, is this relevant to my audience? Is this something that they need from me? And I have uh, content pillars that relate back to my brand. So mm. I also talk about creativity. I also talk about having a business that is kind to you. So not... Mm working day night never taking a break all of those kind of things so I talk about that quite a lot as well um and it's sometimes I'll have a lot of things floating around and I have so many notebooks some of them (laughs) I have to be very strict content ideas only client ideas only that kind of thing but having a moment as well in your schedule that you're actually creating space to actually look at only this put a put a stopper on your mm. on your emails for for maybe an hour just so that you actually are creating g- giving giving these ideas a time to 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 fill the space that they need to fill mm. and that's just i spend an hour a day marketing myself that's that's like my rule i have to spend mm-hmm. at least an hour a day marketing mm. and um like sometimes this might be like an an aside, but these abundance of ideas, they form an orderly queue when I do physical exercise. So I do sport, I do I, I play tennis, I run, I, I ride my bike, and it's amazing. I'll just get back to my desk and without having um really tried to kind of force an idea, it'll all just flow. So physical activities for me personally, it allows these ideas to form an orderly queue in, in my mind and allow that flow to happen there's there's actually there's a lot of uh what you've just said kind of is a little list basically of all the things that we would uh, talk about in the applied neuroscience so you're just you're just living the applied neuroscience i'm aligning <laughs> right up there <laughs> you really are you really are um so it sounds like hey claire i mean you you've obviously got the very creative aspects of the brain you've got the structure which is kind of an integrated approach then to creativity which is absolutely that that's what everybody really needs, isn't it? Because if you've got those um, that abundance of ideas, as you mm. as you put it, but you're not actually delivering them, yes, then this is this is a bit of an issue, isn't it? Because nobody's benefiting from your ideas unless you're actually getting them to a, a stage where they are real, where they're tangible, where mm. other people see them. So I'm I'm guessing then that you will be aligned with the Steve Jobs quote that real artists ship. This is it. Yeah, because I, I, it's a bit cruel to say real artists, you know, people. Can, <laughs> I mean, he was a businessman and a pretty ruthless one when it came down to it. But um, in real artists, as in 
other people know that you're an artist. If you're quietly scribbling away in your room, if you're quietly creating content and then having no way for anybody to access it, if you're creating Mm -hmm. services and website for yourself and all this kind of stuff, if you don't make an effort to create a path for it to connect with somebody, it's just going to be anonymous and hidden and you're going to be the world's best kept secret. So mm-hmm. real artistship, it's like, it's that thing of creating something, but having time for it to become what it needs to become. And my my old dad used to say, if it wasn't for a deadline, nothing gets finished. So deadlines, accountability. So uh, I used to run... Um, exhibitions back in Dublin and I used to work in galleries in Paris that deadline man mm. like a lot of things happen at the 11th hour they um just to kind of get everything done and it's amazing how much how much value comes from having that deadline so like if you're thinking like one day I'll write this book one day I'll start my own my own business or mm. someday or one day there, but there's no deadline unless you install one yeah. And the deadline doesn't feel real unless other people are waiting yeah. to receive or see or check it for you. So having a deadline is so essential because if somebody are, if somebody's counting on you to see or they're going to show up, if it's like, if it's an event, if like people are walking in the door, you need that thing to be done. So I always believe like putting a date, putting a deadline on it mm. and having other people waiting for it. Mm. it'll just give you that accountability and and a structure because otherwise you can get into you can get into shiny ideas as well I'll do Mm. it this way oh no wait I'll do it that way and oh no wait I'll hang on wait a minute I have to go back to the start I have to do it this way Mm. and if you have a deadline and if people are going to be testing something for you or they've already paid you for it um there's that just makes it really real because you can work in in isolation and go around in circles and you never actually ship as yeah, Steve Jobs. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the difference, I guess, between playing at it and working at it. Exactly. Mm, yeah. Fascinating. Claire, <laughs> um, it, 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 I think, you know, we've almost, we've come full circle as these conversations tend to do in many instances, because that, that is back to this idea that, um, you know, that the fear of visibility, we, we do have ways that we can tackle it and that we have ways that we can, um, I guess, get ourselves to jump off the big rock oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and take that plunge, take that dive. And this is one of them. Um, so we've got big picture, we've got accountability, we've got deadlines. Um, and they all seem like pretty, uh, pretty useful things to mm. try and start putting in place if visibility is one of those things. And also just remember, you know, if if you are at the start of that journey, that um it's it's going to be just your mom and she's going to tell you it was great anyway. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Moms are great for that kind of thing. <laughs> mm. Although my mom still asks me, what is it you do exactly? Oh, <laughs> she still doesn't really know. get it. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, I think anything uh, that that is in this kind of online space is quite hard for um, certain age groups to yeah. to get the, the grasp of. But that doesn't mean it is any less worth doing. Well, there you go. Claire, listen, this has been a fascinating conversation, um, as I suspected it would be. And I'm really pleased to have met you and had the chance to talk to you about these things. Um, We will, as usual, put all of the notes and the details for your podcast, which is called Grow Out Loud in 
in the notes um so everybody should go and take a listen to that as well thanks so much that was that was great fun thanks Deirdre you're more than welcome Claire it has been a pleasure you're still here great look I know there's a lot to choose from out there so thanks for flying with Ambition Incubator Airlines and I look forward to seeing you on board again soon Seriously, though, thank you for tuning in. My guests and I love hearing about what inspires you on the show and what advice has made a difference in your life or work and what you'd like more of. So get in touch. If you want to know about my other work, head over to ambitionincubator.com for details. And don't forget to hit subscribe for more great interviews, advice and bite-sized brain science every week. Thanks.